Look, this meditation defies everything, you know? It would put half the therapists and doctors out of business, this meditation, if people will do it in great depth and properly, you know? Because it's a shortcut to get to your spiritual enlightenment. It's the kind of thing that you could spend 30 years in a Tibetan monastery, and if you happen to be one of the more advanced students who has done all his pranams and chanting and names of God and learned Tibetan and painted 400 tankas and whatever, you know, and if somebody in the monastery happens to know about this, they'll teach it, you know, to you. But it's, you know, it's something that people come here and they get the first day they walk in the room. That might be a big mistake, I don't know, because it's very advanced, this work. I try to meet with people before to see if they're ready. I usually never say no to anybody, you know. It kind of breaks my heart to see the condition most people are in, and you can't say no to them, you know. At least give them a shot to do something to help themselves. Look, all of us are going to blow it every day, you know. Sometime during the day, everybody blows it. Instead of getting upset and feeling guilty and being angry and this, all right, I blew it. I better go and work much deeper on myself until you spend your daily day here. And then the daily day will be a lot different. It'll be the same day, except you are a different person living it, you know? You'll be doing the same job. You know, it's like, you know, Rudy once told me that Zen he loved, that Zen before enlightenment, carrying water and plowing the fields. After enlightenment, carrying water and plowing the fields. You know, your activities don't change, but you have crossed over and you do them in a much quieter, peaceful, more centered way. You know, before enlightenment, selling art and writing books. After enlightenment, selling art and writing books. I mean, my activities haven't changed, you know? I mean, I do them on different levels, you know, on much higher levels, but it's just that you do them with a song in your heart, with love, without getting upset and angry and full of tension and problems, and, you know. I mean, the universe doesn't change because you get enlightened. You change. And you're still dealing with the same universe, but you're dealing with the universe from a much higher state of consciousness. The motivation should be to be with God, to be free of yourself, to end the rounds of suffering that go on inside you. That is good motivation. To quiet the mind, to quiet your emotions, to... That's motivation. You know, because the suffering doesn't go away until you transform it into an open heart. And that should be motivation, to be able to live here with love, with an open heart. Much more than, well, I don't want to come back here anymore. But that's, you know, yeah, I say that sometimes, but I, you know, that's not what motivates me, though. You know, because if I keep saying I don't want to come back here anymore, they'll, they'll keep making me come back here until I stop saying it, you know? And like when I finally <coughs> arrive, you arrive at a place where you're living here with love and joy and you're heart is full and the earth is something, a joy to be in. Then you don't come back here anymore. Oh, you don't want to come back? Well, go back and 
<laughs> until you get finished with that one, you know? You know? But when this place becomes, when you are living your life at the center of God's creation, and you're conscious of it, and there's joy in your heart, that you won't come back here anymore. Now, can you think of a better way to live? I can't. 